Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Harry's podcast. 9 episodes. Who would have thought 9 weeks ago I didn't have a single podcast listener and now I have ever so slightly more than that. I feel like it's been a good decision. I hope it turns out to be a great one. I hope you're all well. I hope you're feeling creative. If you're back at work, I hope you're finding that balance and not beating yourself up. I was back at work last week and it does feel like first world problems, but it is hard. Suddenly, three to five days aren't your own anymore and you have to account for that somehow. It's natural that you might feel a little bit unproductive. If you're still not back at work, I hope you're using the time wisely and putting yourself in the best position when you do return. What I would say is, think of that routine. You're going to be more tired than you remember and give yourself some time to adjust, even if it's one week. There's still six months left in the year. There's still a hell of a lot to play for. If you haven't already, I'd sit down and think of what you want to achieve in that time. Six months is a healthy chunk of time, but obviously it depends what you want to do. As a filmmaker, it's easy to feel fed up at the moment. The cinemas are closed, there's no festivals. In my case, certain funding opportunities have been pushed back. But keep working hard and do what you know you need to do. Because you do know, and you just need to really focus on that. In the words of Denzel Washington, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Update on Harry's show. Editing has gone well, Bad Dream is pretty much cut. I sent a 90 second cut over to Ryan and to the composer, got some solid feedback off Ryan in terms of the length of a couple of shots that I'm going to fix and yeah, it's looking good. It's going to be done in the next couple of weeks or so I reckon. Bad Dream is going to be episode 3 so it seems like I've approached this upside down but I wanted to give as much time as possible to the composer so he didn't feel like he was rushing. Writing the last couple of weeks has taken a hit, but that is completely natural considering uh, my time has been impacted by being back at work, editing, and general life. All I have for July is a bag of ideas and certain film techniques that I want to try, and that isn't enough at the moment to form a short short around. So essentially it means the next week is super important for me to get something written, I'm ready to shoot for the first week of July. I'm not concerned about that at the moment. I've got enough ideas down that uh, that I'm finding interesting. It's just about picking the right one that I know I can shoot. I just need a solid day and I'll be able to get a few things down. It's not panic stations just yet. In terms of filling up the inspiration tank that I talked about last week, I've not watched a great deal. Uh, I did watch Ava DuVernay's The 13th, which was incredible, and I recommend that. And I did also watch The Salisbury Poisoning at three-parter on the BBC, which might not be the best viewing for your anxiety during corona times, but it was interesting. And it was eye-opening to watch something that didn't really have any style. It was just, obviously, it was kind of a docu-drama a uh, true story, but it was interesting to watch something where it was just the direction was going unnoticed, which can be really good to watch because you can try and pick that apart and, and see why it 
why it's give, having that effect. You know, it wasn't, I'm not saying it was shot like a soap because it definitely wasn't shot that simply, but there wasn't any, any style that stood out. Um, sometimes I think I get alarm bells when people watch a film and they go, oh, I love the direction. And I'm always a little bit intrigued why they love the direction and what stood up, stood out for them in terms of the directing. Because these people that say that sometimes are just general film watchers. They're not they're not filmmakers uh, or film critics. So when they're talking about the directing, that that I always find interesting. Sidney Lumet in his book Making Movies says a similar thing in terms of the style shouldn't stand out it should all just feel part of the movie anyway i digress um also i bought more comics because you know i want to go deeper and deeper into poverty so i've bought like four or five really great autobiographical comics um gabriel bell's fantastic the voyeurs which is a diary comic that compiles about four to five years of her work and it's obviously about her life as a cartoonist, but it's connecting with me and this project because she will take the most mundane events and elevate them to have emotion and significance that kind of catch you off guard. And that's obviously right up my alley in terms of Harry's show. It reminded me of Jim Jarmusch's Patterson, which I highly recommend for anyone who hasn't seen it, especially independent filmmakers because you could make that film for peanuts and I know Jim Jarmusch isn't everyone's cup of tea but he is interesting to watch for that reason the same can be said for Broken Flowers another film of his that I imagine you could make for 10 grand next steps are forget about editing for a while that is really to the back of my mind because I need to focus on writing the next three to five installments of the series I said it last week, but I'm happy with the first three. They're looking good. But there's so much potential with this project because we're only seeing two minutes at a time. And I have to push that uniqueness of the form more, as wanky as that sounds. The exciting thing is, the more installments I do and make, the clearer picture I'm going to get. It's going to be a totally different experience looking back on 10 of these and the feedback as opposed to three unfinished attempts. Attempts sounds overly harsh, but that's how they feel at the moment. I'm still scrambling in the dark for the light switch at the moment, but for now, it's about trying to push forward with each one, which even in itself sounds abstract. How do you push forward with a new project or idea? It's about making it as much you as possible, so it stands a chance of being original. And whatever initial idea you had, pushing that further, so it's maybe even more extreme when you first thought. So for Harry's show, it's making the overall show feel more real and funnier. And make sure each one has an interesting concept at its core. That's obviously going to be different for your projects, but are you pushing them far enough in terms of its genre and the initial idea that you had? The one big thing that's been on my mind this week is kind of the fundamental skill of a director but I also think it's a very high level skill especially when you're working on no budget stuff and crew are maybe working for free and that is conveying what you want without feeling rude but also at the same time you want your collaborators to be involved 
creatively and challenge your ideas to make them better. Directing is about so many things, but it's essentially decisions. You're decision-making all the time. And it's finding that healthy balance of Kubrickian levels of control and do what I say, and maybe trying what the cinematographer suggests. And even mentioning Kubrick seems weird here because he did improvise a lot with his shot decisions. There's that great behind-the-scenes footage on The Shining where he comes up with the iconic shot looking up at Jack Nicholson when he's locked behind the door. I'm aware this sounds so basic and first year of film school, but I have to come up with a firm idea and then see if a better idea is offered up and be better at saying, no, this is the way or this is how I see it. Because if you don't do that, that's when visions and voices or whatever you want to call them get watered down. Or alternatively, you take good ideas on board and they get enriched. Essentially, sometimes the perception of a great director is somebody who is a control freak and knows exactly what he wants and he comes on set and he tells everybody what he wants and they do it. And that might be an incorrect perception, blown out of proportion, you know, the David Finchers of the world. But when you're working on a much lower level with no budget and you're, you're kind of at a position where people are doing you a favor, it can't work like that. Or it can do, but it's not going to last very long because people aren't going to stick around. But on the other hand, you know, caring too much about what people think and, you know, keeping collaborators happy, that can maybe infringe on your on your directing and ultimately what you want the film to look like. I don't think I'm entirely articulating this very well, but there is a brilliant 30-minute documentary by Max Joseph that does a much better job, and it's called Dicks, Do You Need to Be One to Be a Successful Leader? So YouTube that, it's 30 minutes. I think it's brilliant. And I think just by watching it, I think it will improve your filmmaking. As always, this podcast is produced by the one of a kind Ryan McMurray at Bracken Audio. And I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.